We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 243. I'm Rando and this is the Thanksgiving 2022 edition. Yes, I am by myself again, Marilyn. Uh, she was going to join me, but she had to go do some stuff with her granddaughter. Plus, she's getting ready to leave bright and early tomorrow morning for someplace. Uh, <laughs> Marilyn and Joy and Carl and, and the, the, their company, they they travel all the time. I mean, COVID kind of knocked that back. But now that everybody's kind of got a, you know, a good handle and we've got... You know, the the country's opening back up. Everything's opening back up. So they are going uh, all sorts of places. I don't even know where they're going. I think Joy and Carl are in San Diego. Uh, They've got a uh, something going on. I don't know. I mean, I can't keep track of it. She can't keep track of her schedule. I mean, there's no way I can keep track of their schedule or not. Anyway, this is Thanksgiving. Yay. Uh, we're recording this. I'm recording this on Sunday, November 20th. It's about 10 o'clock at night. So we're going to give you the latest information as of now. I know a lot of people are not going to be listening to this podcast until tomorrow morning. Uh, so some things you know, are going to change or whatever, but uh, models have been really consistent in doing... We're going to talk about, uh, about all that later. But anyway, currently... Wow, it has been a deep freeze for November around here. We've had this huge, this huge Arctic, Canadian Arctic cold bubble shift down from Canada, and the jet stream is way down in the south, and so it's allowing all this cold air. This is just really bizarre uh, for this time of year, and we've set some record lows. Uh, Springfield did not... But uh, I don't know if it's last night or the night before, they set uh, Vichy, Joplin, and uh, West Plains all broke record low temperatures set back from, you know, way back. So um, this is kind of weird. It's, it's you know, just a, a cold chunk coming down. I really hope it's not indicative of it, the, the winter to come. I mean, we're technically not even in meteorological winter. That's December 1st. Uh, we're still in full-fledged fall right now, and we've been having temperatures in the teens, in the 20s. I just uh, came in from outside. Uh, here it is, almost 10 o'clock, and our weather station is reporting 23 degrees. So I, I, we were in the teens last night. Uh, I didn't check that before, because I, sh- I should have checked that. But anyway, teens have been across the area. Here's the good thing. This big bubble of cold air is starting to retreat and it was a little warmer today i think we got in the middle 40s maybe mid to eh, some places got upper 40s we've had full sunshine uh the jet stream is is rising it's still east to west but it's kind of rising 
to the north, and that's pushing all this cold air out of here. So tomorrow, uh, let me see. I'm going to call this. I'm doing this by myself, of course, so it's going to be kind of kind of raw. Anyway, tonight, uh, overnight, uh, no, this is Branson forecast, 24. Tomorrow, Monday, check this, 55. We have not seen 50s in a long, long time. Maybe two weeks? I mean, I haven't checked, but wow. Uh, <laughs> 50s is normal. I mean, okay, going back to my, uh, what the average high, today the average high in Springfield is 55 and 34. The average high. Now, and, and of course, that's Springfield, so add a degree or two for Branson. So let's say 56 and 35 um, for our average. So tomorrow, Monday, 55, we're right on target. Uh, Monday night, uh, the overnight lower, actually Tuesday morning, it's kind of confusing, is 29. Tuesday, check this out, 59. Wednesday, 60. Wow, that is something. So yeah, we haven't seen this this type of warm. The, we're getting back to where we should be right now. Like I said, this this whole cold blast was really much of a an, an anomaly going on. So all right, so let's talk about, since this is the Thanksgiving pod, let's talk about what's going to go on Thanksgiving. First of all, confidence is really, okay, here's what's going on. Models cannot make up their mind, okay? So about four days ago, four or five days ago, the GFS was saying, oh, there's going to be a big low-pressure system come up. It's going to rain. We're going to have two or three days of rain on the backside of this possibly some snow, uh, central Kansas heavy snow. Uh, that was, what, three or four or five days ago. Then the, literally, literally the next run of the GFS, eh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay? Now, that's just the GFS. Uh, we don't have too many models that go out that far. So, basically, we all should know... When we look at these longer range models, we're looking for trends. We're not looking for a forecast. So this is trending. And this is expected, totally, totally expected that the models would shift like this. So, you know, this is not surprising to me. All right. So two or three days ago, it did that. Then the Canadian, the CMC, it goes out 240 hours, 10 days. So it's like, okay, so it's about 10 days from Thanksgiving. It kind of said, well, not really anything. But then the very next run of the Canadian said, oh, yeah, there's going to be some rain, but there's not going to be any snow. And then GFS said, nah, it's not going to do anything. So two days we looked at that. Uh, the National Weather Service is putting out graphics and in their discussions and saying it's very uncertain right now what's going to happen because the models are not in agreement. They can't get together um, and this is, like I said, this is not unusual. It's it's because we're 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 still four or five days out. Thanksgiving is Thursday. This is Sunday night. So, and I'm talking about model solutions from last week. So we're talking seven, eight, nine days. Um, so we just keep watching. I will say that tonight they're in oh, slightly better agreement. Slightly okay. So on a scale of zero to ten, zero meaning. Absolutely none of them are saying anything, you know, with no confidence at all. In 10 being, they all say the same thing. We're definitely knowing what's going on. They were at a 2, and now they're at a 3. <laughs> okay? 
So, so there's a little improvement. The GFS is kind of bringing stuff up. There, okay, they can't figure out where this low pressure is going to go. If the low pressure goes in southeast Kansas, that's going to pull up a lot of rain because the Gulf is going to start opening up a little bit because we're going to have a southwest flow, which is why the temperatures are going to moderate. We're going to get back in the 60s. So that's, you know, it's not going to be a tremendous amount of rain at this point. Again, five days out. Uh, so if the, if the low tracks over maybe Fort Smith and goes up into south-central Missouri, okay, most of the rain is going to be on the, the right side, which means the east side, east and southeast side. So there might be a little bit of moisture coming in. And then one of the models, uh, or one of the runs of the GFS, had the low pressure going like way down in Louisiana. So we just kind of discounted that one because once all these other models are going to start coming into play, then we're going to get a better idea of the forecast, blah, blah, blah. So, But the one thing I can tell everybody there's going to be no snow. There's going to be no travel issues. The only travel issue would be it being wet or rain. There's n there's no snow. Temperatures, like I said, I just looked at the forecast. It's going to be in the 60s. So let's look at the um, Thanksgiving Day. Okay, partly cloudy. So right now, the National Weather Service, the government agency that has 25,000 models that they look at, are not calling for any rain right now. We're five days out. Confidence is so low. The forecast is partly sunny on Thanksgiving Day, the high 56. Makes sense. Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, partly cloudy, the low 37. So Friday, Black Friday, all those shoppers going out, mostly sunny, high near 55. Saturday, <laughs> check this, mostly sunny, high near 62. We're going to get in the 60s. Uh, Saturday night or Sunday morning, you know, Low, the, the low is right after sunrise. I don't know if you knew that or not. The, the actual morning low is right after sunrise, not before sunrise, right after sunrise, because the sun has to get up and start heating up the earth in order to get that temperature going. So, yeah, I'm going to give myself a, a ding on that. Okay. So, Sunday, Sunday morning, early, 40. The overnight low is 40. Okay. The high today was like 45. So we're definitely going into war. And then the high Sunday in 60 with mostly sunny skies. Now, granted, telling you all this now, you got to keep abreast of the forecast because the models are not in agreement. So they, so nobody can tell you, is it going to rain or not? So just keep watching our page. Check you know the, the, the TV, National Weather Service. That's what we do. Uh, get their ideas and just go from there. Whew. I just went on a big old rant on that. So, uh, it should be fine. Uh, and again, now watch this. Okay, I'm recording this tonight. <laughs> recording this tonight. And all of a sudden, tomorrow, it's everything's going to change. So, yeah, just, just watch for that to happen. My luck. My luck. My luck. All right. Uh, warming trend is underway. Uh, so, let's see. Let's get to the next segment. Tropical. 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 It's tropical. So this is a tropics update. We're just literally, we should just retire this. I mean, like uh, like I, I said last week, you know, the, the end of the official end of hurricane season is the last Sunday or well, it's the last day of November. And next week will be 27. And literally there is nothing going on. Nothing, 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 nothing. So uh, I looked out there. 
the cold air is yeah coming down. Yeah, it kind of cleared everything out. I mean, we we haven't even even had any you know things to watch like what I call the yellow X's. Uh, you know, they think, okay, well, there's organized thunderstorms that may come in. No, there is like nothing going on out there. So best thing to do is right now we're going to get to the weather school. And I chose this weather school specifically because in the B block, we're going to talk about uh, some, some of lake effect snow. So before we really get into talking about it, uh, this weather school describes how it develops uh, what you can expect in uh, snowfall amounts. So, let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. An interesting phenomenon in the weather is something we call lake effect snow. How does that happen? Lake effect snow is produced during cooler atmospheric conditions when a cold air mass moves across long expanses of warmer lake water, warming the lower layer of the air which picks up water vapor from the lake, rises up through the colder air above, freezes, and is deposited on the leeward or downwind shores. The same effect also occurs over bodies of salt water when it is termed ocean effect or bay effect snow. The effect is enhanced when the moving air mass is uplifted by the orographic influence of higher elevations on the downwind shores. This uplifting can produce narrow but very intense bands of precipitation, which deposit at a rate of many inches of snow per hour, often resulting in a large amount of total snowfall. The areas affected by lake effect snow are called snow belts. These include areas east of the Great Lakes, the west coasts of northern Japan, the Kamakacha Peninsula in Russia, and areas near the Great Salt Lake, Black Sea, Caspian Sea, Baltic Sea, Adriatic Sea, and parts of the northern Atlantic Ocean. Lake effect blizzards are the blizzard-like conditions resulting from lake effect snow. Under certain conditions, strong winds can accompany lake effect snows creating blizzard-like conditions. However, the duration of the event is often slightly less than is required for a blizzard warning. If the air temperature is low enough to keep the precipitation frozen, it's known as lake effect snow. If not, then it falls as lake effect rain. Lake effect snow watches, warnings, and advisories are products of the National Weather Service for this phenomenon when these snows are expected to be more intense, in turn causing travel difficulties and having economic impacts. There are several key elements that are required to form lake effect precipitation and which determine its characteristics instability, fetch, wind shear, upstream moisture, upwind lakes, synoptic large-scale forcing, 
orography, topography, and snow or ice cover. Cold winds in the winter typically prevail from the northwest in the Great Lakes region, producing the most dramatic lake effect snowfalls on the southern and eastern shores of the Great Lakes. This lake effect produces a significant difference between the snowfall on the southern and eastern shores and the northern and western shores of the Great Lakes. Similar snowfall can occur near large inland bays where it's known as bay effect snow. Bay effect snow fall downwind of the Delaware Bay, Chesapeake Bay, and Massachusetts Bay when the basic criteria are met and on rarer occasions along Long Island. The southern and southeastern sides of the Great Salt Lake receive significant lake effect snow. Since the Great Salt Lake never freezes, the lake effect can influence the weather along the Wasatch Front year-round. The lake effect largely contributes to the 55 to 80 inches of annual snowfall amounts recorded south and east of the lake and an average snowfall reaching 500 inches in the Wasatch Range. The snow which is often very light and dry because of the semi-arid climate, is referred to as, quote, the greatest snow on earth <laughs> in the mountains. Lake effect snow contributes to approximately six to eight snowfalls per year in Salt Lake City, with approximately 10% of the city's precipitation being contributed by this phenomenon. The Finger Lakes of New York are long enough for lake effect precipitation, the Texas Twin Cities of Sherman and Denison are known, in rare instances, to have experienced lake effect snow from nearby Lake Texoma due to the lake's size. It is the third largest lake in Texas, or along its borders. One occasion in December 2016, lake effect snow fell in central Mississippi from a lake band off Ross Barnett Reservoir. Oklahoma City even saw a band of lake effect snow off of Lake Hefner in February 2018. We even had a very rare small lake effect snow event here in Missouri on January 13, 2019. Colder southbound air traveling over the warmer waters of Stockton Lake in Missouri created a band of light snow extending from just south of the lake all the way into southwest Missouri through Monette and even into northwest Arkansas. This goes to show that when conditions are just right, then various degrees of lake effect snow can occur whenever there are bodies of water. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. So there you know how this lake effect snow develops. So now let's get to what's going on in Buffalo. Wow, wow. Okay. A storm system went through, okay, well north of here, set up shop around the Great Lakes, developed this, this train of moisture going right across the lake, right into the Buffalo, New York, like 
you know, Western New York, crazy, crazy, crazy snow. So uh, I'm looking at an article here. I'm just going to read some of it. Uh, and this is, again, as of night tonight, <laughs> because it's still coming down. It's crazy. Uh, the article says, Snow pummels Western New York as Metro Buffalo digs out from up to six feet of accumulation. If my calculations are right, that's 72 inches. I am like 5'9". So I can't imagine. I just, I, I, I mean, I literally can't imagine going and looking at my door and walking outside, if I'm able to, and the depth of the snow be three inches or more above my head. That's just, I cannot fathom that. I mean, really? Wow. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to ask my, or, or our buddy Stuart Langer up in uh, North Pole, Alaska, about if he has some of this. So I'm, I'm going to make sure and message him <laughs> for next week. Anyway, so back to the article. Heavy snow is expected to keep piling up in western New York State through Sunday, and today is Sunday, after an historic storm saw the Buffalo area logging record storm totals, more than six feet in some areas. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so what was happening, the National Weather Service up there, they issued a special weather statement warning of a band of heavy snow accompanied by high wind. It was creating a, quote, burst of snow, in western New York State. The band was moving south of the Buffalo and Rochester metro areas. Um, it said by Sunday morning, the winds had shifted more westerly, meaning the heaviest lake effect snow bands were now south of Buffalo, impacting areas from Cleveland to Dunkirk. Cleveland? Ohio? Hmm. I mean, you have to... If that is Ohio, i gotta got to tap uh, our meteorologist friend, Mike Griffin, and find out if, if he was in, in this. Anyway, uh, Buffalo is no, no longer under a lake effect snow warning. Uh, we have a, a, a weather school all about the warnings, and lake effect snow warning is one of those. So, uh, so who, let me see who said this. Um, they said this was a record-breaking storm in, uh, that in some ways was more intense than, check this word, Snowvember. Snowvember. <laughs> I learned a word. That's actually a word. I don't think it's an official Oxford English word, but uh, Snowvember refers to a storm in the Buffalo area in November of 2014, where nearly seven feet of snow, that's 84 inches, almost 84 inches of snow was dumped in three days. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Three days. That's 72 hours, right? Yeah, 24, 48, 72. Nearly seven feet is like 84 inches. So we're talking about snow rates coming at more than one inch per hour for three days. Wow. So in November 2014, that's November, they said at least 13 people died in that storm, and the weight of the snow caused dozens of roofs to crumble under the impact. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, 
I mean, this is not fortunate, but the numbers are down. Uh, so what we're seeing now is, so far, only two people have died in the storm from cardiac complications. And that's another thing that we really need to stress. You know, people go out, they say, eh, I'm just going to shovel some snow. Shoveling snow is a really big stress on the body. It really You don't think it is, but especially if, if it's a snow ratio like a, a, of 10 to 1 or less. Okay, now you're saying... Rando, what's a snow ratio? Well, I'm here to tell you. A snow ratio is the amount of moisture. It's a ratio of the, between the snow and water, liquid water. How wet is the snow? What we consider an average, I'm putting that in air quotes for all the podcast listeners who can't see me doing that, 10 to 1. In other words... A 10 to 1 snow ratio means if we get 10 inches of snow, it will melt into one inch of rain, liquid, basically. So uh, that's okay for doing, you know, snowman and stuff. What you want to make a snowman, you want something more like 8 to 1. In other words, on the wetter end. And sometimes you can get a 5 to 1. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just how wet is the snow. So if you get a 5 to 7 to 8 to 1 ratio... Uh, you're going to make a really big old snowman. And something else that's weird. I noticed that the, that the lower the snow ratio is, you know, closer to one, like five to one or seven to one, the bigger the flakes are. Because we had that uh, in our second little snow event. It was a minor event in, in Branson. We talked about it a week or so ago or two weeks ago. Um, you know, when, when the, there's, there's, there's a high water ratio in the snow, the flakes tend to be bigger, and I, I'm, I'm not sure why that happens. I have to research that. <laughs> That's just an anomaly. Um, okay, so let's go on the other end. If you get a high snow ratio, in other words, greater than 10 to 1, like 15 to 1, I've seen it at 20 to 1. You're talking powder snow at that point. Just really fine, dry, crystallized, millions of, you know, zillions of flakes coming down. Uh, skiers really like the powder snow. So skiers really like a 12 to 1 ratio or higher. Uh, it can go 15 to 20. I actually don't know what the highest ratio is. I mean, you can only get so dry on a snow before it's just powder. I mean, it is, you know, 20 to 1 is powder. You see it on, on the, the uh, ski slopes and stuff. Anyway, that's what a snow ratio is. So back to shoveling snow. If you have this powder snow... That's a high snow ratio. It doesn't weigh anything. So you can go out there and just basically just kind of, you know, push it push it out of the way. Uh, some people take snow blowers. You can go there because it's so powdery. The problem is when you get that 10 to 1 ratio or lower, the snow becomes very heavy. It's like you're 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 shoveling water. I mean, that's it's very, very heavy. That takes a toll on your body. So if you have any type of heart condition. Please don't do that. You know, pay 10 bucks to the neighbor neighbor kids who want to come down and, and shovel your driveway. I mean, let them do it. It's worth it because if you have a heart attack, it's going to cost a lot more than $10. Just saying, keeping everybody safe. There you go. Uh, so uh, back to this. They said, uh, now, when, when was this article? This was at, at, uh, a little after 1.30 today. Um, they were saying, uh, the heaviest snow slid south of the greater Buffalo area into Erie and uh, Chautauqua counties overnight. 
an additional 6 to 18 inches of snow is possible in the region. It keeps coming. And the problem is... Uh, winds are going to gust to like 45 or so miles per hour. Anyway, you can read, it's all over the, the news and stuff. I just wanted to put that in the uh, podcast archive. So I thought that was really, really cool. Okay, so uh, in other news, more in other news, my favorite place in America, Utkiagvik. I should get. Uh, I should get some change on that. Utkiagvik, which is Barrow, Alaska. Uh, our buddy Stuart sent this to us. I'm glad I checked the messages. Thank you, Stuart. I don't know if you listen to the podcast or not, but love your input. Uh, the sun set in Utkiagvik on November 18th, and it will not rise again until January 23rd. Now, if you don't know where Utkiagvik is... Uh, you could just Google Barrow, B-A-R-R-O-W. Uh, it's pretty much the top little little uh, divot in Alaska, like way up there. Uh, so yeah, it's going to happen. There, you know, Alaska is go- is way up there, so they're going to have some issues with sunshine, and then you know, not sunshine and the the sun at dusk and being dusk forever. Anyway, so Utkiagvik, Utkiagvik. I love saying that. If I had a nickel for every single time I said that. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> here's something else I thought was very, very interesting. Uh, and uh, normally you don't hear about this. Okay, Springfield recorded, okay, what we call a P-Watt. They had a record low P-Watt. Okay, so now you're saying, okay, Randy, you're talking weather. There's nobody here to reel you back. So what is a P-Watt? P-W-A-T. It stands for precipitable water. And my graphic says, oh, where's my graphic? Oh, I can't find my graphic. I lost my graphic. Uh, let me, let me, <laughs> I can't find my graphic. Anyway, let me, let me try to pull it out from my memory. Um, okay, then I'll explain what a P-Watt is. Is we had a P-Watt of, 0.09 inches. Okay, that's like nine hundredths of an inch. Okay, here's what a P-Watt is. A P-Watt is a measure of the amount of precipitable water in a column of the atmosphere. In other words, if you look on the Storm Prediction Center meso maps, you have uh, they one of the one of the categories is. Uh, I forget what it is, but P-Watt, precipitable water. And it shows you a map, and it, it's related to humidity, okay, So because it's a, the amount of moisture. But what you can see is where you are at. An average is like one inch or less. And what this means is if all of the water, all, all the precipitable water, if it were to rain right now with all of the water in the column, meaning from your your location all the way to the top of the atmosphere, if it were to rain right now, how much rain would we get? Okay? An average, like I said, is about one inch. Uh, It can go lower than that. It can go much higher than that. I've seen it as high as uh, two and a half inches before. That's kind of rare. But what happens when those two and a half inch P-watts come around, it's usually training thunderstorms or something that's going to, you know, do flooding because every hour these mesomaps will update. So what we're talking about is if you take a measurement of all the precipitable water in the atmosphere 
from your location to the top of the atmosphere, how much would it rain right now? Well, nine hundredths is extremely dry. Extremely dry. So if all the way to the top of the atmosphere, if you took a column and it squeezed all the water, we would only we wouldn't even get a tenth of an inch of rain. Whew. What does that mean? That means pretty much high pressure is in control, uh, which it kind of is now because that's what gives us these calm, cold nights. Is uh, it's a huge area of high pressure. Anyway, we Springfield set a record the other night, and that for climate climatology to the, to date is it broke a record. Okay, that's something. <laughs> I hope everybody's still listening to this. It's fascinating. I I find all aspects of weather fascinating. And at some point, I'm going to make a weather school about the Storm Prediction Center because it's just so, so fascinating. Anyway, once the moisture comes back into the region, in other words, we're going to get temperatures what, this week, our watts are going to go back up again because... You know, the, the air can't be that dry. I, I'm Usually it's over the desert because there's just absolutely no moisture in the air. Unless you're in the monsoon season. I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I'm rambling now. So Anyway, that's what we got for now. We got nothing in the Atlantic, nothing in the Pacific. Uh, the good thing is for all of the holiday trip. Oh, what, what did I hear? Oh, those are the turkeys. Those are all of the turkeys escaping this way. I mean, I thought that right. Yes, I know, I know. I'm hilarious, I'm hilarious. Anyway, well, I hope everyone has a fantastic Thanksgiving. Be safe. Uh, like I said, around here, around southwest Missouri, there's no threat of ice, no threat of snow. Uh, if you, I'm sure people are traveling all over the country. Please check the weather, and especially in the Northeast. In uh, you know, if you're going to New York or the Northeast, wow, I would probably not go. Matter of fact, I don't think I don't think the the airports are even open up there. So all I'm saying is, please, please check. Please be safe. Have a happy Turkey Day. And uh, during the weather school, I just secured. Some new co-hosts for next week. They have not ever been on the podcast, and I'm really, really excited to have them on. I've been kind of wanting to get uh, one of them on here for a while, but uh, it'll be a surprise. So definitely tune in next week. (laughs) It's going to be a really, really fun podcast. So everybody be safe. And here's the outro. So be sure to look for us on Facebook. At Stormdar Weather, like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time, so definitely join us next week for some fun for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Stormdar Weather.